Well, good afternoon and welcome to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast, the podcast dedicated to living and working and playing on the East Side. It is Wednesday, Wednesday, December 15th. Wow, I just read my script and it said July 13th, so it's not July 13th. Uh, we're live on Facebook and YouTube. If you're watching us live, please feel free to send us your comments, like and subscribe so that you get future podcasts. They only are going to get better. This one may be rough. It may not be the best podcast, but the one thing I do know is it'll be the best one you see today. So here we go. Um, please do comment and share. You're welcome to subscribe anywhere podcasts are podcasted on uh, all the wonderful places like um, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, we're also on, was that Spotify? So please do subscribe and you will get to hear my lovely voice once a week, giving breaking down the commentary and some fantastic um, businesses and what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So this week, our guests are Tucker Maxwell of Guild Mortgage and Sue Mayorado, part of the Eastside Real Estate team. But before we visit with our guests, let's get to some real talk. Now, today I'm going to share with you why I think it's a great time. This winter will be one of the best times to purchase in terms of deals and discounts. But I got to tell you, it's a little different. Somebody's trying to come in. Um, you can leave it out there. We got somebody here. Did you want to come on the podcast? Did I you want to come on? Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, this is a live podcast. Hey, it gives a chance for you guys to see my wonderful Christmas sweater, right? Check it out. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town. All right. Anyways, back to the show. Um, what was I saying? So how much money you can save? So here's the deal is we have this weird market where it's a little bit, you know, all the economic news is doom and gloom. And a lot of buyers have pulled out of the market. So our market activity has dropped significantly. And also when you compare this time of year to last year, it's a significant difference. Let me share with you exactly where we are and the deals that folks on the east side can get. So first, I'm going to share my screen. So what I'm sharing with you right now is an internal bit of information regarding median price to last original price. So it essentially what this talks about is how much um, a house was earning against its original list price. So if you can see this chart, I've got three locations. I've got Bellevue, Sammamish, and King County. So this top one is Sammamish. This middle one is Bellevue, and this bottom one here is King County. So I don't know if you can zoom in on that. I'm not sure if I can zoom in on that, but I'll just read you the numbers. Bellevue, 106.4% of original list price to sales price, meaning it closed at 106.4%. Sammamish, this is amazing. 111.1%, that's a 10% over list price. And then King County as a whole, King County encompasses both Seattle, Bellevue, Kirkland, Redmond, Issaquah, Sammamish, North Bend, et cetera, 103 to 1. Okay. Now, if we take those numbers, and actually, you know what I should do is I should write those numbers down because I want to do some math, and I'm not great at math, but I'm going to do some math with you guys. And this was back in April, which was the peak, right? So 106.4, 1114, and 103. Now let's take a look at what our current sales price, or these are listing prices, okay? 
So these are current listing prices. Bellevue, Bellevue is one um, is one four fifty. Uh, Sammamish is one six eighteen five hundred, and King County is eight oh five. So I got my little calculator here too. Oh, there we go, calculator. Okay, so if we take the Bellevue, 1450123, and we multiply that by the difference, which is 100, I guess the, ooh, I forgot to point that out. Okay, I'm going to go back to this one. And currently, Bellevue is a 100 to 1, so you subtract 106.4 from 101, and you're 6.3. And then if you subtract our current 100.07, from 111.4, oh my gosh, that's really hard math. Can I just make it easy and take seven uh, and go 110 in Sammamish? Or excuse me, that's going to be 10%. And then uh, in King County, it's at 100%. So we were at 103, so 3.2. I hope you're following me here. I hope it's not too confusing. But from a math standpoint, going back to our calculator, so in Bellevue, if we take 6.3, so we take that and we multiply it by 6.3%, the average savings that a buyer is getting right now versus the peak of the market is $91,000. Does that mean you get $91,000 off the price? No, not necessarily. But let me do another, let me do the other calculation. Let's do Sammamish. Do you hit clear or clear all? Which one do you do? For me, I just hit them both because I just don't know which one to do. So Sammamish, we set our price, our sales price, do, 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 do. current sales price or current listing price in Sammamish is 1618500 So we go to our calculator, 16500 And we multiply that times 10%, $161,000. Ooh, where's the good deals? Sammamish, right? $161,000 right now in there. And then King County as a whole, we can take that 800, what is it? 805. And we multiply that by 3.2, All right, so as a whole, you can see that right now buyers are winning. Buyers are winning because they have a tremendous opportunity in this market to not have to pay over asking price. Now, the one important thing to look at with our market is days on market and months of supply. So, oh, I, I was going to say I was going to show you this, but I didn't. Let me go back to it. So there's month supply. So you can see that at our, our lowest level was last December. We are now at what it looks like um, one and a half months to eight months of inventory in these areas. Here's the deal. The important thing that buyers need to know is that there are going to be other serious buyers coming into the market in January, February, March, and April of next year. There are people that need to buy and sell. So if you get carried away and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to get great deals, just pay close attention to where the house is priced in relationship to its competition and don't get terribly caught up. I do believe that we will see multiple offer situations by the middle of 2024. And here's my reasoning for it. The reason is uh, we are seeing a lot of builders, 
slowing their building. And we have a, a great economy in the Northwest. We have high demand. And while yes, some employers are cutting, um, there's still a lot of gainfully employed individuals still looking to move around. So um, sellers, you sellers, you can sell and we can help you do so. And we're going to talk a little bit about one of our programs that we're using uh, in this up and coming year to help sellers net more than the average out there. So, so in conclusion, sellers, you will need to be compelling to sell, even though it's still technically a seller's market because buyers have learned that there are fewer of them. And so less desire for them to bid um, competitively. Okay. Buyers um, understand the savings you're getting. The savings aren't necessarily in a, taking it off the price. The savings is in getting a good home at the asking price and being able to inspect it, kick the tires, and maybe get some concessions to help buy you down your rate. If you look at the uh, percentage of list price to sales price ratio, you'll notice here it's not showing less than 100%. So be realistic and uh, look for your opportunities. If a home's been on the market for about 30 days, there's probably more room for concessions than a home that just came on the market. And that is my real talk segment. And look at the sky. Isn't it beautiful? All right. Thanks for paying attention. Now we're going to have a short commercial break. And after that commercial break, we're going to be talking about mortgage rates and how they affect. We're going to be talking with Tucker Maxwell. So join us after this short commercial break. Tired of the same old conversations at networking events that never lead to new clients? BNI is changing the way the world does business by connecting you to strategic relationships that can help you grow your business. BNI is the world's largest networking organization, helping hundreds of thousands of members around the world each year increase revenue through relationship marketing. For information about visiting a BNI chapter near you, go to the BNI Northwest website at BNINW.com. And now back to me, Dan Edwards here with Tucker Maxwell, who is with Guild Mortgage. Hey, Tucker, back. welcome back to the show. Thank you, Dan. How are uh, you? How you been? Good. Uh, we're, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. Yeah, there definitely um, is a little less work for you guys to be doing these days. Um, I, we've got some, we've got some great topics and it, it's right along the lines of, of me outlining the tremendous amount of savings that are in the market for the buyers right now. So what, how do you see it? I, I think you're, you're spot on, Dan. I think, you know, people that are on the fence of whether or not to buy really got to get off the fence because now is an awesome opportunity to buy. And like you mentioned, get concessions that we won't see once the market heats back up. Yeah, the concessions are kind of the the important part specifically. And um, tell me why concessions are important from a lending standpoint. Yeah, so it's it's twofold. One, today we don't really have interest rates available without points. And so if you're looking for a par rate, meaning we're not charging you additional for the interest rate that you're selecting, those really just aren't available based on where the Fed is pricing things um, and how that translates over to the MBS and then eventually to how we price mortgages. So um, closing costs right now are higher than they would be typically if we were in a less volatile market. Um, So that means buyers have to come to the table with more funds out of pocket than they normally would. So these concessions or the seller credits that we can get within the contracts will really help pass some of that burden over to the seller side. Right. And correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the uh, 
uh, uh, buyers can use these concessions to temporarily reduce the interest rate, correct? Correct. Yep. One year, that, two year, or a three year buy down. A one year, two year, and three year buy down. And um, in short, how, how does that work? Yeah. So what we're doing is we're essentially taking those seller credits and we're, we're putting it into the escrow account and then we're drawing from it each month to discount the buyer's payment. So if I lock today at a 7% interest rate with a one year buy down for the first year, my payment is actually going to be based on a 6% rate and we're going to use that seller credit to cover the difference. So the full payment is actually being paid, but only a portion is coming from the buyer and then a portion is coming from that credit and we draw from it on a month to month basis. Yeah, I think it's important to indicate that, I mean, another way to put this, I don't know if, yeah, another way to put this is your seller is helping you with your mortgage payments. Exactly. Yep. Because it's not your money and it's money coming out of the proceeds from the seller. And, you know, I believe Americans have a record amount of equity right now, which uh, that ties into why this isn't the kind of crash that we saw in 2008 is because we've had such a tremendous run run up for since 2012. So that's what, 11 years, 12, 11, 12 years. I mean, it's 2012, 2020. Yeah, I guess 12, 10 years. Um, I can't do math, but I can sell real estate. So there's that. Um, (laughs) Um, So so, um, the feds just raised the rates a half point. um, And I heard yesterday the rates kind of softened a little bit, but it's short lived as I understand. What are your predictions for interest rates in 2023? Yeah, um, I I don't think they're going to really go either direction too much. I think there's about an 80% chance that we see rates in the sixes, maybe the high fives. um, But there's also a 20% chance that rates could tick back up. It really is, is based on is or are these Fed increases really controlling inflation. And the inflation number that came out earlier this week is 6%. Mm. That's really the number to watch. If that number continues to fall, the Fed can be less aggressive with their increases and we may see rates come down. But if inflation starts to tick back up, they may have to continue these increases. So I would say sixes are are probably where we're going to be for the duration of 2023. Yeah. And I think it's important for, um, for folks listening or watching this to know that I believe there are more levers uh, than ever before for our, um, whether it's our government or, or the industry to pull in order to kind of keep things in check. So, you know, in the past, there was like you did one thing and and that was all you could do. I think there's a lot more that they can do monetarily wise in order to ease things. But obviously, the inflation number is the number to watch. And my hope is that uh, uh, it continues to go down. Well, this is a weird question. I, di- I didn't put this in. Who put this in there? <laughs> Why I, is Dan the best realtor for you? I think it's be- because you're a professional, Dan. I, and I think that's one thing when we talk about real estate in 2023, you need to partner with somebody that is a true professional that's looking at the data, that information you just shared and knows those numbers and understands you know, where concessions are available, where they're not and why it's a good time to buy. And I think if people don't work with professional, they could get misled or they could be told, hey, let's wait. Let's not buy now. Let's wait until the economy or housing market crashes. And that's not sound advice. So I think while Dan, you're also just an awesome guy, I think being a professional 
is really going to help lead to good real estate decisions in this market moving forward. Awesome. Yeah. I think being a professional is super important. And that's why I wore the sweater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, a professional <laughs> who also likes to have a good time. Also likes to have a good time. That's right. Well, listen, uh, Tucker, we always appreciate you coming on the show and your wisdom. Uh, how do our watchers, listeners get a hold of you? Yep. I'm available on all the major platforms or you can call me directly at the number on the screen. Um, happy to help however I can. Very good. All right. Uh, thanks, Tucker, for joining us. After this short commercial break, we're going to be talking to the newest member of the Eastside Real Estate team, Sue Mayorado. The pest stops here. Green City Pest Control is your full-service pest solution for all your pest control needs. With an owner with 32 years experience, a board-certified entomologist, and rodent specialist, we do it all. Bats to rats, crawl space, or attic. Call us and we will resolve your problem. 425-413-9700. And now back to me. I am here with the latest member who joined us a few months ago, Sue Mayorado. This is the Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Teams podcast. It's a very long uh, title for a short show. Um, welcome to the show, Sue. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So let's um, introduce you to our um, our fans. Uh, fan. At least my mom's listening. I know that much. Thank so um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and your journey uh, in real estate. Well, let's see. I got my license in 2005 in Colorado in the Denver metro area and um, joined a couple of little boutique companies and then found my way to Keller Williams in 2008 where I got rookie of the year for my office, which was shocking because it was a tough year. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, I sold real estate until 2011 there. And then um, I was an empty nester. My youngest daughter went to, got accepted to go to college at Linfield in Oregon. So I was the sole tuition provider for her. So I went back into the hospitality business and that's what brought me to the beautiful Pacific Northwest. So as soon as she was done, I got my real estate license. I got out of the restaurant business and back into real estate. And here I am and happy to be here. Awesome. And I feel like I'm going to sneeze. So if I, I pause, let me know. But um, <laughs> tell me your philosophy for customer service, because you've been in the hospitality industry and serving clients at a very high level in real estate. Tell me what, what is your philosophy there? Um, well, I think that it's like, it should be always, which unfortunately it's not anymore, but don't over promise and under deliver. I think that we should just wow people with going that extra mile and every transaction, everybody's different because we're all human beings. And so everybody's got different needs. Everything goes in a different way. Sometimes it's super smooth. Sometimes it's not. And I think it's our job to, um, alleviate any of that for our clients and make it as smooth and seamless for them. Awesome. So customer service is kind of serving people at their level, right? Where, where you're at. Um, so tell me, tell me about what a challenging transaction that, um, that shows that um, under, under promise and over deliver. Is that the better? Is that or just promise? Mm, yeah. Right. 
Oh, I've had lots of them. And a lot of times people's egos, you know, get in the way, whether it's the buyer, seller, or sometimes both. But um, I had one and it was in last year, maybe a year and a half ago. And the, you know, when the buyers were waiving all contingencies and giving away their firstborn child and all that other good stuff. And so anyway, long story short, the appraiser saw that there was not a well um, addendum on the contract. And she put in, well, she put in there that there was ar- to check for arsenic in the water for the well, because she and her husband had bought uh, some property in the area and they had arsenic in theirs. And so it was a very tumultuous transaction all along from the very get go. And so instead of uh, bringing any more angst to the matter, I just paid for a rush well test on the water to make sure that we didn't have to try to extend the closing, which I have no idea if the buyers even have any idea how much that cost or what I went through to do it, but it all turned out good. And I am friends with them still. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. I think sometimes, uh, because if you look at these transactions is there's a lot going on in the background that we don't always make our buyers and sellers aware of. And there's different reasons for that. Right. Um, part of it is I don't, I don't want to ring any alarm bells until I know I have a solution for it. Uh, you know, and so there's, there's times where where we're, we're running pretty crazy. And then there's other times where we get sidelined or sideswiped, sideswiped where, you know, (laughs) I, and I know this just recently happened is, you know, we have a lender that everything's good, not Tucker not Tucker. This is not full disclosure. Uh, Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. And then no, nothing's good. And we're in trouble and we're going to miss the closing date. So, you know, as a, uh, as the person that solves the problem, right? Yourself, the real estate agent, how do you protect your clients um, by being proactive in that way? Well, I think the most important thing is um, what my very first managing broker called it was future pacing people. And just to let them know up front that some deals go completely from the beginning to the end smooth, but sometimes they don't. And here are the problems that you could run into. So we're going to do our best to not have any of that happen, but it could happen. So if it does know that we have your back and we will take care of things. I think so. what you said there, you called it future facing. Future pacing. Yeah, I think that's important. And I, another way that I put it is setting expectations and telling them what they can expect, uh, knowing that it, it's not over until it's over. Right. And, um, you know, so that's good. Um, OK, so what areas are you serving, Sue? Well, crazy enough, I seem to have gone quite the radius from the <laughs> Seattle area. So I've helped people in Olympia, in Tacoma, all the way would be Island. I would prefer to be in King County and Snohomish County. But if I have people that are, if I can't take care of them, I will refer them to another agent who can. But, um, you know, if it works out fine, then I think that's serves the best. Yeah. Sue's going to be the reason why we changed the name to the Washington real estate team. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. let's see, you were at Olympia, Bremerton and Bothell so far. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. All, over the place. all right. Um, last and not least, uh, you heard my commentary on uh, the, the situation with the, the market 
for buyers. What is your number one best piece of advice of somebody that's considering buying? Um, make sure you're pre-approved. Don't be, make sure that you're pre-approved and you're comfortable with your payment and don't be afraid because we will help be here to negotiate for you and that sellers are definitely willing to work with you and perhaps pay for some concessions to get either your points or some closing costs taken care of. But now is the best time. Competition, not too much out there, much more inventory that there has been. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, um, yeah, get, get out there, get after. I, I mean, I used to say, Hey, November, December, if you're a buyer, you're going to get your best deal, but it's been so short on inventory for so long. It was like, yeah, never mind. No, now we really mean it. If there's somebody on the market right now and they've been on the market for 30 days, I guarantee they'll negotiate. That's right. And if they don't, they probably don't need to sell. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know what they're doing. On If they don't need to sell, I don't know why they're on the market. Though. Right. Yeah. Some people are just a glutton for punishment. And yeah. Like, and I would say this, um, the best thing to do is to meet with Sue either via Zoom or in person and put together a strategy for your goals and your plans. So I think the best way to start a whole journey of buying a, a million, half a million plus dollar house is to spend some time with an expert that's done it a lot. That's why we brought Sue on board because she's an expert and uh, and and also cares about uh, the outcomes of our for our clients. So, thanks Sue for joining us. Thank you. And you guys can see her number flash in there. You could also just reach out to the Eastside Real Estate team and say, "I got to talk to Sue," and we will help you out. Thanks so, so thanks much for coming on. I do love your sweater. Thank you. Did Did you see it lights up? Yeah. I have to back up. I should. I didn't get the memo. Is that still a price tag on the back of it? Yeah, so I can take it back. <laughs> I, you only need it for two weeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, here, let me bring uh, Tucker back on the show. And I just want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming on. And, um, you know, we appreciate your input. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. Happy holidays. Happy yep. holidays to you both. Thank you, Sue.